Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, bit to get 30, bit to get 20, 20, 20, bit to get 20, 20, bit to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Level Up Human, the comedy science podcast souping up the homo sapien. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Level Up Human! (laughs) Hello, hello, and welcome to Level Up Human, the live podcast show about being human and exactly what the alternatives might be. We've seen Mankind's report card and it read it must try harder. So with the help of our guests and our live audience here at the Science Museum, we want to develop a kind of design spec for Human 2.0, the next stage of human evolution. People say that you shouldn't play gods, and we say, well, go on, dares you. Let's welcome our guests. On my left, we have Nick Hawes. You're a robotic scientist, yes? I, I am indeed, yes. No, you're not a robotic scientist. You're no, scientist no. Make... Work, works How would robots. we know? Um, because we're really bad at making robots right now. So uh, <laughs> the fact that I haven't fallen off my chair is a sign that I'm not a robot. <laughs> I love that you said we're as well, devolving responsibility. Yeah, for it's the community. Team. I'm a scientist. I like These that. people in the audience are part of my team. That's why. Welcome. Geeks United. Here we are. Uh, we are also joined by Daniel Ward. And our final panelist, we have got video games journalist Cam Robinson. Uh, that's right, he's the Trevor McDonald of pressing buttons really, really fast. Please give them all a warm, warm welcome. <laughs> to kick us off and get us used to the kind of science that's actually happening and the advances that mankind is experiencing right now, our teams have come up with a, a list of some relevant news stories. Can we start with you, Cam? What have we you can. News? Okay, so um, I spotted that pretty soon rats, or mice, I think, in this experiment, actually, are going to be able to see in infrared. Now, I'm not sure what this means for us, but um, I think this is a really interesting story because I remember interviewing a chap um, who worked at Oxford, and he was talking about how he really wants to give humans the ability to see in ultraviolet. And this this story reminded me of this. So what they did is um, they attached these electrodes directly on the brains of these mice, and I I assume turned all the lights out in the maze, (laughs) and uh, set like a kind of a tracker or signposts almost of infrared, and the, the mice were able to use this new infrared sensor like in the middle of their mouse head to, uh, to figure out where the water was. And it was like a, like a second level from an earlier experiment, which was a lot 
the sensor wasn't nearly as good and it wasn't like directly on their brain and it took them like a month to learn it. But now with this new sensor, they can navigate a new maze in complete darkness using infrared in a day. So all I'm saying is we're getting close to having infrared vision. And how useful would that be? Useful, I see. <laughs> What's the point of having infrared vision? Uh, if you were a firefighter, you could... Maybe, no, maybe not, actually, because the yeah. whole building's pretty hot, isn't it? <laughs> I was going to say, search for heat signatures in a fiery building. This is why I'm not doing you'd it. You'd be really just, good at that three-cup game. You'd be really you'd good be at that You'd be able to tell one. what's underneath it. You'd be see which one's been moved. Yes. You'd be able to find the thing in the Arctic. Predator would be useless against you. Yeah. yeah. I'm strict. <laughs> I, I don't like the idea of seeing into the ultraviolet, though, because if you did, nobody would ever stay in a hotel ever again. Oh. God, that's true. Wouldn't it? <laughs> Daniel, what's caught your attention? Um, there's a lovely story in The Guardian that says uh, the inflatable soft robots like Baymax from Hero 6 may be used in hospitals. Um, so they've developed inflatable, there have been advances in inflatable robotics because obviously if there's a hard piece of robotic machinery, people get themselves killed on it. <laughs> Whereas if they're bouncy, that's uh, not going to happen as much. Come on, Nick. Um, give us your expertise here. What's so good about a softie in this case? Well, it's, it's, so these robots are robots are interacting with people, and the kind of the, the standard robots, like these industrial arms you see in, in car factories, can move very, very quickly and very, very precisely. So they can repeat actions very quickly. So you, so you need them to repeat actions quickly so you can do these things with high accuracy. But the speed and power means if you are in the way when they move and you get hit, you stay hit. You know, you're not, you're not coming back from that. Soft arms mean that if you're interacting with a person, there's some gentle padding. These things are often also compliant. So if, uh, an industrial arm you can't push. These arms will also probably have some sort of sponginess to them. So that people, usually these are going to be used for kind of helping people out of beds, helping them sit down. And you want that kind of, you know, you don't want to be catching yourself on a sharp edge of a robot. So it makes sense. Have you ever cuddled one? Have I ever a, an inflatable robot? Yeah. Not an inflatable robot. But no. you've hugged all your other I've robots. Cu I've cuddled. Yeah. Well, you know, these robots perform, and you, you know, well done. Yeah, I've hugged a robot. Who hasn't <laughs> hugged a robot? I've actually, I've, I've been lucky because I've met your robot yeah. um, at a science festival a couple yep. of years ago, and I wanted to give it a hug by the end. Yeah, excellent. It was very chilled. It was lovely. <laughs> <laughs> what is, uh, what's caught your eye in the news? Um, yeah, I wish I'd gone with hugging robots. So <laughs> I'm, I'm really excited, and this is a, a, a geeky story, but there's an, another Guardian Yeah, piece. these haven't been. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. About uh, the company Slack, who are this kind of messaging company, and they think a lot of their value as a company comes from this thing called Slack Bot. So this is uh, an agent, a, a bot, an artificial intelligence kind of avatar that sits in your messaging system, reading your messages, and the first things you can do is kind of almost teach it to respond to kind of people in your office with kind of rude jokes. But ultimately, it's starting to monitor what you're doing and can start to, you know, do tasks for you. And it's kind of, you know, it's been the dream since, uh, I think, Clippy in Microsoft Office in about <laughs> 1990. He's called Clippy. He's called Clippy. Yeah, he had a name. He had a name. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Who knew that? Seriously. Uh, You've all different. talked to Clippy. Is that no? We've gone go away, Clippy, yeah. repeatedly. But um, if he was a soft Clippy, yeah. But the, the important thing there, Clippy just kind of responded to very fixed cues. So it's like, oh, it looks like you're trying to write a letter because you, you know, wrote an address in the top right-hand corner. But what we're looking at now is this era where all our communication, all our actions happen in a kind of digital sphere where things are kind of locked. So there's databases of what we do, and we can use machine learning techniques from artificial intelligence to learn patterns. So our, our systems will be much more 
personalize and contextualize that will actually do useful things for you. So that, that's, and that's, you know, that's kind of hidden at the bottom of this story, but really what they're saying is this could be the start of really having useful kind of software automation, which I think is a way of improving our productivity as a, as a, as a race. That's cool. Okay, that's the kind of stuff which is currently happening. Now, our panel have brought along some pitches for what they think would be good parts in the next stage of human evolution. We're going to ask them, and then we're going to go to the audience. At the end, we will have a vote. We will take one idea forward back to our boffins, who won't be able to do anything with it, but it's a good thought exercise anyway. <laughs> All right. So kick us off, please, Cam. All right, so um, I'm going I'm to go ahead and admit that I've stolen this idea from someone else in this room, but... Um, it's also now been corroborated by other people who have filled in these little questionnaires. The thing is, and be honest, and put your hand up, if, or cheer actually, because it's a podcast, if you agree with this, but we need tails, right? <laughs> yeah? That, that was not, not a huge yeah, reaction. Yeah, yeah was, I don't know if that was laughter because of this funny suggestion, or if that was laughter of encouragement. Yes, where's my the tail? Record, the one furry in the corner shouted, yeah. <laughs> Good. Well, to think about it. I mean, beyond the whole, you know, it's hilarious, I now have a tail. If it's long enough and if it's like powerful enough, then it can be it can function as another limb, like right? a trunk, like a trunk except a tail. Yeah. Okay. Um, and so two people have already corroborated me from the uh, from the audience. Uh, this person, uh, Rob, said prehensile tails for the win. Fair enough. <laughs> Excuse me. And uh, tails, so we can hang upside down from trees. Uh, therefore, we will stop. I really should have read this beforehand. Uh, cutting down the rainforest and instead return society to the wild. <laughs> that did not go where I thought it was going to go. <laughs> also, I've been learning to climb like boulder recently. A tail would be really helpful. So there you go. Okay, now I, I have to admit I like this because I'm generally for kind of prehensile everything. Like if I could have a prehensile face, I'd go for it. However, every single recording of this podcast we've ever done has people suggesting they want tails. I don't know why. One is it the... men? <laughs> no, it's no. been both. Like, one of them was, li- yeah, actually, one of the girls who suggested said she wanted it just simply so she could accessorize. It was another thing to put bracelets on. That's actually entirely true. You really could accessorize a tail well. If everybody suggested, uh, okay, um, we are still going to take that forward as a motion because it didn't get passed last time. So, right. mm. tails it is. Tile tails. Nick. So, I, I want to take forward the idea of uh, this kind of simple automation, and I want everything to be automated. So I want, as a, as a computer scientist, I program stuff. And I get, I'm get never more excited than when I can write a little script to automate something, maybe responding to an email really quickly or, or something like that. So, but I want to extend that to the, my entire world. So my current pet hate is when I make a sandwich, the things in my fridge that I want are at the back. But if my kitchen knew what kind of sandwiches I often made and when I made them, what I want to do is walk into the kitchen and hear this rustling, and that would be the ingredients in my fridge rearranging themselves <laughs> as they came out. So, and then you can extend this to anything. So your, your world could learn or you could program how these things work. So in my office, depending on what day it is, the chairs would rearrange. Um, you know, when my dog goes out to have a poo in the garden, the garden could rearrange into a kind of convenient sort of toilet shape. So the whole world could be automated, and I could write scripts as well, so I could program it. So I could, you know, I could, I could arrange for things to happen in a sort of magical way if I wanted as well. Okay. Um, that sounded way better in my head than when it, <laughs> when it came out. Would you two go for this? I mean, I'm all for toilet-shaped gardens, but I mean, does that not just suck some of the fun out of life? 
Well, no, so you would use, you would use this to, as all automation. You should use right. it to speed up the, the, t the tedious things. So the, okay. the, 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 I, I want to spend more time thinking about how I spread the mayonnaise on the bread, less time rooting through my, my, my fridge. Would it preempt what sandwich you wanted? Yeah, it would And learn. would then not you spend your entire time trying to outwit the fridge? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what I do. But that's more positive. So that means I try a wider variety of sandwich fillings just to outwit technology. So it's even improving my life through driving me through a, a different space of sandwiches. Yeah. And my dog might explore more of the garden because it doesn't want to poo where it's told. It is easier to train a dog to poo where it's told rather than get the garden to rearrange <laughs> As a computer scientist, I look for the technological solution <laughs> to everything. You'll be looking for an automated dog. Actually, yeah. That's yeah. yeah. To fit with this. Or dog trousers. Somehow. What are dog trousers? <laughs> I just think maybe I just made a dog. Dog trousers is a good idea. What are, what are, oh, sorry. <laughs> what are dog trousers? Explain this. I was just thinking maybe to catch the poo. Then I wouldn't need to worry about this. But so a dog nappy. A dog nappy, yeah. Dog. I don't think it's going to really improve. <laughs> it's not really levelling up humans. Dog nappy's going down though. Come on, that's nice. <laughs> it's levelling up dogs. Yeah, we've got to start somewhere. It's yeah. man's best friend, isn't it? So. Well, we could get people nappies. I mean. You know, Is that your suggestion, Daniel? Are we going well, for that? People no. nappies? You know, like, you know when you wake up in the morning and you really, really need the toilet, but you desperately don't want to leave the bed? Uh, People no, nappies! No. <laughs> or... <laughs> Or a really That's, good mattress. Yeah. It sounds disgusting, but that is only one step along from a onesie, to be honest, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, I mean, I'm not saying that I need a people nappy. I'm not so lazy that I don't go to the toilet. But, um, or a spacesuit. Yeah. Right? It's the same sort of thing. I'm sure they have ways of removing the waste in space in your suit, don't they? Yeah, I, I think know. so. Um, people nappies is on the list now, whether no. we like it or not. But, Daniel, what was your actual suggestion? My actual suggestion uh, to improve humans is to give us an incredible sense of navigation. Because um, nice. I've used Apple Maps, and uh, you might as well look at the back of your hand in terms of trying to get somewhere. Um, and also, I don't drive, so I haven't got a sat-nav. I have to use my phone. If I'm going to gigs, I, I walk, so I get the train or whatever, and then I have to walk to the gig. And the amount of times I've got lost because my phone has crashed or died yeah. or run out of battery. And then the, when that doesn't happen, there's like one time, so when you're a stand-up and you're walking to a gig, you take little pleasure where you can. And I always like to try and walk across um, uh, water because um, I'm not Dracula or anything. Uh, I really like, <laughs> but I, you know, like, if you can find like a nice little river or something or, or a lake to walk past. And I was looking at my phone. I was so excited. Um, I was doing a gig in Slough, and I was like, oh, I get to cross this river. That's going to be really lovely. Uh, but because I don't drive, I hadn't realised that on the map it was the M4. <laughs> <laughs> it's blue. It must be water. But I think having a sense of navigation would be incredible. Well, maybe. Maybe you want to combine that with the rat mouse infrared story I had earlier. And instead of infrared, give you the ability to see the magnetosphere of Earth, right? Because isn't that how bees... I'm going to say bees. Is it bees? But there are animals that use magnetic fields. Yeah. So sure. if you There's were lots, able to yeah. use magnetic, you know, magnetic field of the Earth to yeah. navigate, then yeah. you wouldn't get be walking down the middle of the M4. Exactly. Yeah. I think it was a genuinely good idea. But isn't this like a regression? Because our parents and grandparents could navigate without aids. <laughs> right? they, they, they would look at a map and they would go somewhere. They didn't need to follow a phone, and so they're not, they weren't weakened by the presence of a phone. There, so something's gone wrong. There We've, was a study of some London cabbies where they discovered a part of the brain mm. you normally find in birds. Uh, so normally find the brain, sorry, a part, 
part of the brain in common that we have with birds that have to know where they bury their food yeah. was largely expanded. So it does seem to be experience does make us better. Mm. So if you do it enough you, or become a cabbie, you get the knowledge. Mm. So you're just saying I'm lazy, that's why I haven't been here. If I just put the effort in, I'd be there. But it's the same as the, the sandwich thing. You're outsourcing, it's, it's outsourcing the, the intelligence to a machine. So yeah. that's what we're doing with a lot of things. We're saying the intelligence, rather than, think, rather than solve the problem for myself, yeah. I'm going to outsource the problem to some, some external brain that I can rely on, and your phone's become that external brain. So the bit in your brain is now underdeveloped because you, you don't use it. And so my argument is we should do that with as many things as possible and then use the rest of the time for, for something more productive. Like sandwiches. Like sandwiches, eating sandwiches, designing sandwiches, thinking of sandwiches. <laughs> yeah. You're actually you're being this is, you're thinking of this like freedom effectively. Yeah. And that was the point of the machines was that they were supposed to free us. That was why that's why we built technology. Yeah. But what if the machine runs out of battery? <laughs> <laughs> oh well that, so I have got some suggestions for the audience to deal with that later oh, okay. if you want. Well, but, well, Sweden uh, has recently introduced a six day working week, which is what we no, sorry, six hour working day, which is kinda of what we were hoping from the machines mm. to give us those kind of things. And yet it seems to be that the more machines I have, the more admin I have. Yeah. What went wrong? I think, so I think actually we're at um, a, a kind of a cusp where technology is kind of being misused. So actually in the, the article about the Slackbot system, there's a really nice piece where they say, they're talking about in, in the kind of 80s and 90s, we were using com computation to solve proper problems that needed computation, like bookkeeping, mm -hmm. that computers are really good at. And then people invented Microsoft Word and things like that, and invented, people built and then people in the workplace, we replaced kind of expert typists that could type 120 words a minute with like the CEO spending an hour to format a paragraph of a document correctly. Um, so we're using technology in a kind of backwards way. And email's the same. Now we just send emails for everything rather than picking up the phone and doing something quickly. So I, I think at the moment we're at kind of, we could almost be at peak, peak kind of invasive technology. And what would be nice if we could smooth this over with kind of AI to start taking away all of this kind of busy work we do with tech and kind of improving our lives in that way. Do you think is that possible? Because I, I love technology, I have yeah. to point out. I'm, I'm not an anti-tech, but it does seem to be that the entirety of it is geared to just advertising more at me. Mm. Like, I feel, does anybody else get this? Do you feel as if you're under a kind of constant psychological onslaught? Yeah. Have you seen the, the, the new Birmingham New Street signs? No. no. Okay, we've got a brand new station in Birmingham, and they have these huge screens, like four of them stitched together shaped like an eye. And allegedly there are cameras that track you, do some kind of rough classification, and target ads based on... Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. 
There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Who's walking past. So it's real. I mean, it's great. It's, in some ways, it's great technology. But the other ways, it's, it's exactly that. It's like, well, you've, you've put an awful lot of effort to sell me some shoes, you know, yeah. and it's... That's, Ridiculous. You look at me like I did it. Say rough classification. Like what? Like you're not wearing a hat, therefore it starts to sell you hats? Yeah, or maybe you're, 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 yeah, or you're wearing a suit, so, you know, you're more like... You're an idiot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, those kind of things. Or age, or, you know. Would it... Flash a big advert for like erectile dysfunction. Mine hasn't worked for years. <laughs> well, that's, yeah. that's terrifying. Isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it is. I'm sorry for grilling you on this. No, but it's just What's the hope? Like, um, so I, I think that they'll. I think robotics will. The, the future is kind of nice for robotics. I think there'll be robots doing more mundane jobs, but I don't think it will change our lives, and I think it won't necessarily change society for the best either. I think. A lot of jobs will start to go to machines in the next 20, 30 years. But I think, and then the argument, there's this great book by a guy called Martin Ford called The Rise of the Robots. And his argument is technology has enabled us to automate so much now that companies that used to employ hundreds or thousands of people to make a lot of money now can make the same amount of money by employing fewer and fewer people. So it used to be the argument that technology allowed us to upskill. This is already serious, hasn't yeah, it? Yeah, no, it's cool. Sorry, um, so technology would allow us to, we would upskill people to deal with the new things, whether it's a new tractor or whether a new type of office machine. Mm-hmm. And then as we've got this level of automation, now the people aren't going to be as necessary anymore. So, and there's going to be lots of people without jobs in maybe 20, 30 years. So how is we do a, how is a society do we deal with that? And one kind of level up idea is we give everyone a minimum guaranteed wage. So rather than working, everyone gets a baseline. And very serious economists are kind of putting these ideas forward. Yeah. How do we enforce them? Because like, this, this is the problem that yeah. I'm seeing here is because these are great ideas. Yeah. But it seems to be that the person is the problem rather than the machine. Do we have to elect a robot? Is that the answer? Yeah. Good. <laughs> That's going to the list, sort of. Elect. elect robot. Elect robot. He's also writing that in the biggest letters I've ever seen. He's very excited <laughs> about a robot leader. It's better than the alternative in yeah. some cases. Um, all right, there we've got our panel suggestions. I think it's time that we hear the things that our audience has come up with. So well, I think we should continue the, the kind of high-minded intellectual discussion with this next one from Jen, which is uh, make farts sound like laughter and vice versa. <laughs> <laughs> See, I don't know which that was. That's the thing. Um, yeah. So, guys, what do, you, what do you think about this high-minded idea from Jan? I'm sure we've all giggled enough that one slipped out once or twice. <laughs> the thing that I like most about farts is that the sound is unpredictable. <laughs> it's sad if they all sounded like laughter. Maybe, I wonder often, actually, where does... You know, because, look, again, as, a, as a comedian, maybe you can tell us, because there seems to be an age... My, one of my friends has just had a baby, and he's gone for that age that he... He lets one rip, and it scares the living daylights out of him, and he starts screaming, and he doesn't know what's happened. And then very quickly, too, he lets one rip, and then goes... <laughs> like, that's the birth of comedy for that child. Yeah. Like, yeah. This seems to be the, the, the starting point. 
When you, I sort of thought you were talking about the dad for a bit. <laughs> yeah. I was a little bit worried. No, this is the baby. Are you mentally ill? <laughs> um, yes, no, it is, uh, it is exciting. And also, like, um, I've got a dog, and the dog will put his nose anywhere. Like, you know, you take the dog out, sniffing everything, licking things, sniffing other poos. But if you fart near a dog, it runs away. It's like the baseline of what they don't like. Really? Like, yeah. is there a particular volume or smell? Or is it any fart? I think it's the smell rather than... They'll actually, they do get, scared. Like, yeah, they do get scared if it's loud. OK. It's like a firework. <laughs> <laughs> you might need to go and see a doctor. <laughs> We've spent more time on that than you thought, Chad. <laughs> What about you, Danielle? Did anyone grab you? Um, I like this one. This is Dan B. Shall we find Dan, in fact? Is Dan here? Do you mind joining us in our podcast? My idea was having a permanent personal Wi-Fi hotspot wherever you go. Just because it's really easy to lose connection, but we basically depend on the internet for everything nowadays in our lives, and it would enable us to do so much more if we always had a really reliable internet connection. A fantastic idea. How do we make that happen? Uh, satellites and putting more high radiation things everywhere. <laughs> we may find a subtle flaw in yeah. your plan if it's well, well, I was thinking more like modem in your pants. <laughs> <laughs> we could do it. Um, there were some guys, I think it was in California, who for a little while went out and gave routers to homeless people. Mm. Um, and this became like a way that they had a job. So you could go and log on to your local homeless person. And this, yep. this was a genuine thing, because it, it was a bit like an equivalent to the big issue. It was trying to give employment. How would we actually get Wi-Fi? Because our phones have Wi-Fi everywhere. How do we make it better? Um, yeah, more, more towers is the boring answer. We, that, that, that just is a phone signal that talks to a cell tower somewhere, really. And, and you just need more of those and more coverage. But I would argue against it. Yeah, you're single-handedly killing the, the notion of a holiday. Yeah, of conversation. Right. So, <laughs> conversation. you know, people are just going, OK. Check my email, got to check Facebook. I think get rid of Wi Fi nowhere except in very clearly defined spots. So you have to go there to. I, I love the fact that I haven't had a conversation with a member of my family for at least 18 <laughs> months. I really, I don't like talking on the phone. I love, the, I love being able to email or text someone. Uh, or ignore them or mm. pretend I'm dead. It's brilliant. Yes. I, 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 don't, I agree, I don't like but. Phone calls. It, I think nowadays it's kind of pervasive, so everyone's, you're doing it all the time. So we could be having a conversation, you just kind of slowly put your phone up and, you know, text your mum or something. And... Do you ever do that thing, you know, if you're watching a film and it's okay, but it's a bit boring, and so you look on uh, Wikipedia or IMDb to see what happens, to see if you want to watch it? That's ruined the cinema for me. <laughs> oh, that's kind of sad. Uh, Nick, anything grab you? We'll yeah. get to another person um, here. Andrew Moss. Andrew, Andrew Moss. Um, I'd, like you, I'd like you to read this out. I've got a, in my head, I've got a voice you're imagining saying it in. Um. <laughs> Don't disappoint him, though. Mm. A fire implanted wireless phone charger for your pocket. A fire like, implanted... Is that charge on, like, kinetic energy or something as you walk yeah. around? Yeah, <laughs> he thought of that for yeah. sure. Um, <laughs> yeah, so you, you put your devices down, it charges them while they're in your pocket. Or how about a phone where the battery life lasts longer? <laughs> <laughs> the problem that will be and basically... No <laughs> it's going to be a worse phone, basically, isn't it, in that case? Because the thing is, we're demanding an awful lot of our technology. Yeah. Mm. But people are looking into this. Like, I think we're using thermocouplers, so like the heat transfer from your body. Ooh. Does anybody know anything about this stuff? No. Or like the movement as well, like gyros. People are looking into, I think it's charging, chargeable clothing. So do you know in Back to the Future Part 2, which happened a couple of weeks ago, um, 
you know, he's got that jacket which has got a blow dryer in it. Yeah. Like stuff like that is actually becoming reality nowadays. Well, I always find it odd, you know, when you're at the gym and, like, so obviously they've got all the cardio machines and yes. that, you're producing so much energy and it never goes anywhere. Yeah. I mean, maybe you should stick your phone in a spin bike or something. Actually, why don't we just do that? Why don't we make all gyms into giant hamster wheels? Yeah. <laughs> That's very popular. The, uh, the old, um, what's the old prison system? That was actually a thing they used to do. There were steps, giant mills, and they would turn things. For you're all looking at me like I'm crazy. This is real. <laughs> I've been to a museum in Yorkshire where they had one. You're nodding as if you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. Because if so, please, oh. we'd love to record you. Because I don't. No, this was a the thing. They got prisoners um, walking on step machines. Oh, why? Back in yeah, to turn a mill. But the energy loss must be. Like, the amount of energy you actually get from those things must not be particularly... But it was using the prisoners who had to be confined yeah, so they there, anyway. there anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But even for the gyms, there's a lot of heat and resistance. And, but I guess if you can capture all that. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Excellent. Has anything else grabbed your eyes? Yeah, this one's good. Uh, from James. I'm assuming there's a few James in here. Uh, you can they... read it out. I'll it? read it out, okay. Um, I like this. It's, if people could do photosynthesis, so no need to eat anymore. I mean, I would like the option of both, I'll be honest. Maybe like an arm which is covered in photosynthetic cells and then oh, how do people put that outside. How do people feel like this? Who'd, who'd be willing to photosynthesize? There's quite a few of you there. Yeah. But with the option, so occasionally we are allowed to eat still, right? Like a Venus flytrap, how do you feel about that then? You've got both. <laughs> I've never thought of it as having the best of both worlds until now. <laughs> Because again, this, this is technically perhaps possible. We just need chloroplasts and probably something that means that they don't kill us. But yeah, why not actually? Why about solar panels? Would you be happy with that instead? Electricity. There's a lot of people who are all for this. All right, so that's going in. Photosynthesizing humans. I really recommend reading some Market Atwood. That happens in much of our books. I've got one here, and it's from Anonymous. And I don't really know why. You'd think it would be something saucy. But um, uh, Anonymous has said they want regenerative limbs slash organs, dot, 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 obviously. Um, <laughs> one can only assume Anonymous has been a bit, you know, hack happy with the bayonet <laughs> and is now trying to make up for it. But that sounds like a, that's a good idea, yeah? Yeah. That we were discussing earlier, the idea, I'm, I really quite obsessed with the idea of having some really cool additions to my arms or legs in the event of some sort of accident. So I don't think I'd want it to grow back if, oh. if my arm could be replaced with a Gatling gun. <laughs> I think I'd prefer that. There's, there's, there's research going on into this quite a lot, actually, because it's a thing that's very common in the animal kingdom is regeneration. So, like, axolotls can do it. There's, there's a creature called a planarian, which is a tiny little aquatic flatworm, and theoretically, you can cut a planarian into 279 pieces and will grow into 279 planarians. Wait. So it's buy one, get 278 free. <laughs> when you say theoretical, do you mean empiric? Because that sounds, I don't know, what, what that theory say? I, I reckon they chopped them up that many times. Yeah, so the difficulty is cutting it the right way. Right. So that's the reason why it's theoretical. But it's yeah. got 20% of its body is stem cells, so okay. it can regenerate and regrow. Ah. The problem is actually, the problem with this stuff, if you're really interested, seems to be that the things that you need to regenerate are cells which are immortal and keep going. Mm. That's also the thing which gives you cancer. So cancer cells are ones that never, ever stop. Mm -hmm. So you're kind of running a risk with that. 
This has got very serious. Yeah. <laughs> All right, then. Uh, okay, we've got synth humans. We have photosynthesizing humans. That's come up there. And we've got regenerating everything. Obviously. <laughs> okay. Those are great suggestions. Now, before we go to that, um, we've got some suggestions from Mother Nature. We're going to play a quick game, which is called Splice for Life. I'm going to show you guys some photos here of uh, some creatures that, and I'd like to know basically what genes and abilities would you like to steal from them. So first of all, we have this little fella. This is the, uh, he's got a strange name. I'm going to have to get this right. This is the pen-tailed tree shrew of Malaysia. Well, I take his looks because. You know. well, what does he look like? Describe him to us, please. Um, it looks like you've shaved a bat. <laughs> <laughs> what if I was to tell you that this is the creature which is the heaviest drinker on the planet? It is impossible to get it drunk. Oh, wow. How come? That sounds like a challenge. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have one? I'm just imagining you. Has he ever been to Glasgow? <laughs> <laughs> and how do they know that? It eats fermented fruit, so that's oh, the thing. Okay. It, it seeks out the alcohol deliberately. That seems to be it. So I, that, I wouldn't want that. I quite like getting drunk. Yeah. Okay. It would be really boring. You just sit there having normal conversations for the entire evening. Um, but I would take its facial hair. Has it got like really big whiskers? Yeah. I wouldn't mind really big whiskers. Okay, so no drunkenness. Uh, but really big whiskers. People, the, the groups in Bristol and Sheffield that are building robots with whiskers. What? To do sensing. So it's a great way of sensing very uh, delicate things a long way away. So rats whisk and they move their... Um, they whisk. They, like whisk, they whisk, that's the action. They make cream. Yes. <laughs> yeah. but the, the movement of moving whiskers is called whisking. Wow, uh, really? And so they, and they do that to sense objects. So it's another... They can get the shape of, and, and texture of things from, from whiskers. Sort of whiskers, is it? In that case, remember when the dress goes this. And one final one. A water boatman. A water boatman is the loudest creature for its size on the planet because of its massive singing penis. <laughs> Tell me more. Yeah, yeah. Okay, nobody wants that then. Okay, fine. Yeah, it's, it, uh, you, you, you can hear them, honestly, if you go down the river and you hear a kind of strange penisy noise. That's the... What's a, what's a, what's a, what's a penisy noise? It's always Show me an insect with a lovely vagina. <laughs> There, there, there are ones out there, I've, and I've got them on my computer. Odd enough, so <laughs> stick around afterwards. Yeah, it, is, uh, it measures about two millimeters long. This thing, um, it can sing at ninety-nine point two decibels, the equivalent of listening to a Lloyd orchestra playing while sitting in the front row, and it does all that with its wine. Do you have like a recording of this? I do. Have, I'm afraid I don't. Oh. Um, yeah, please, everyone, Google that when you get home. Okay, nobody wants a singing penis. Fine, that's off. I mean, I, I'd have one, but I don't want it on me. <laughs> <laughs> just, just in just a box. It, yeah, in the vicinity. <laughs> I think that might already exist, actually. If that's the case. All right, everyone, it is voting time. We've got to get our democracy on. So please, shout and scream for the one that you think is best. We can only take one idea forward and back to our boffins. So, prehensile tails? No. Oh, Damon Cameron, sorry. <laughs> Automated everything. Yeah! I love the fact that somebody put their hand up for the podcast. That's fine. <laughs> okay, we had uh, people nappies. 
It already exists, this, instead of unfortunately. I don't think that was a pitch. Yeah. Okay, we've got navigation by whatever means necessary, I guess. Be it perhaps using the senses of sharks. Yeah. No, oh, no votes, okay. Oh, that was a nice ripple. Slightly patronizing, but yeah. <laughs> and we had electing a robot for our leader. Yeah! Think of the alternative people, surely. Uh, there was farting sounding like laughter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One man blowing off. <laughs> we had photosynthesizing. Yeah! yeah. Oh, yeah I think that sounds good. Okay, I think that's got the best one so far. We had Wi Fi people. If I said that in Scotland, they'd just think that was someone you were married to. Like, that's the really strange thing. Um, well, we've got regenerating everything. Yeah. Uh, okay, we've got whiskers. Not the oh. cat food. I really liked that. Yeah. I thought they really, they look good too. Okay, I think that's it. Do you know what? That means that photosynthesizing wins. Yeah, well Give done. Give yourselves a massive well round of applause, everyone. That is the end of our show. Before you go, we've got one final thing to do. We have to thank our amazing audience here at the Science Museum and our panel of Cam Robinson, Daniel Ward, and Nick Hawes. Give them a big round of applause. That was Level Up Human, hosted by Simon Watt, produced by Rachel Wheely, and supported by the Wellcome Trust. For more information, go to leveluphuman.com. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.